Welcome to Gal Pals Watch. I'm Sarah. And I'm Alicia. And this is a podcast where we talk about queer movies with queer women in them, usually. Yeah. Yeah. We're like about queer people. Yeah. Mostly queer women. Yes. And still, after like, how many years have we been doing this podcast? 18 at least. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> 25. Um, still just fumble over the intro. But anyway, <laughs> um, today we are talking about the 2016 movie Bakabukas, which I think I'm pronouncing correctly. I'm not totally I, sure. I think so. Um, which translates to maybe tomorrow. Um, I'm assuming it's Tagalog because this is a Fili- Filipino movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was directed by Samantha Lee and written by her. And it stars Jasmine Curtis Smith and Louise De Los Reyes. I hope yeah. I didn't pronounce that incorrectly. And it's from the Philippines. Yeah. And the synopsis, the official synopsis is a closeted lesbian realizes she's been in love with her best friend since they were kids. So, you know, basically every single lesbian movie. Yeah. <laughs> or experience. Every <laughs> single lesbian experience. Well, I don't think it, I don't think I'm it's personal experience, but it definitely <laughs> is a uh, highly employed trope in lesbian yes. film. I was going to say it is definitely a trope. Yeah. And I think, you know, it is, it is true for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. They realize like a gay awakening was like, oh yeah, why do I care so much about my friends? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you should care about your friends. Well, yeah. But you I know mean, what I mean. Ideally you care about your friends if they're your friends. Yeah. Why am I crying when my friend gets a boyfriend? That kind of thing. <laughs> why am I actually in love with my friend? Why? that's actually never happened to me has that happened to you did you fall in love with your best friend um like looking back um there were I had like a friend in elementary and middle school where um people would say you want to be just like her Mm. and I don't think I was I don't think I really wanted to be just like her but she was like cool she was like a popular person in our class so it was like sure like she's cool but I don't think I really had like sexual feelings Mm -hmm. at that time Mm -hmm. um I I think I was just kind of like I want to hang out all day Mm -hmm. (laughs) actually that's I had an experience like that too where like I had a friend who um our moms were friends because my mom is a Danish immigrant and her mom was a Norwegian immigrant and I guess there's like a whisper network of like Nordic immigrants <laughs> or whatever and they, like found each other and so they were like really close friends and um and so we just became friends and she was a little older than me but I do remember being like yeah at the time I didn't have like sexual feelings but I was like very enamored with her and I thought she was really amazing and I wanted to be around her all the time. Yeah, I would kind of do like whatever my friend was interested in. I'm like, I'm interested in that now too. Yeah. <laughs> like I distinctly remember watching, like I was on a family vacation with them mm-hmm. to like a beachfront resort. Or wow. 
fancy. it wasn't like it wasn't actually it sounds fancier than it was but um and we watched the craft there for the first oh my god <laughs> talk so, about like, a lesbian weekend <laughs> yes so that was the first time we were like maybe 12 or 13 mm. and yeah and then naturally we became witches after that of course um, and you remain to this day <laughs> like casting your spells everywhere everywhere <laughs> poorly Poor, poorly <laughs> watch out if you're in alicia's path <laughs> um yeah so it's yeah things like that where i'm like i don't like because i can't separate like my queerness from that but yeah. also i'm really glad i didn't say this person's name we would make out a lot <laughs> oh yeah that never happened with me and the friend that i'm thinking of yeah but so, um that's cute yeah so it's one of those things where we did like basically all throughout seventh and eighth grade oh my say. god <laughs> that's kind of you adorable know. so but it wasn't like it was always like a practicing kind of thing oh, yeah another I, trope yeah exactly but I wasn't like I don't I don't think I really felt like I want to date this person you know mm. I just was 12 <laughs> yeah I don't know <laughs> when you're 12 you're just like I don't know out there learning shit mm-hmm. I was like my body is doing things yeah whoa <laughs> but I didn't quite connect them to like feelings so mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. Anyways, um, this movie. It takes place with like childhood friends, but they're adults at this point. Yeah, you and don't see anything between them as children. Like the opening is just like a lot of them texting and talking to each other, calling each other. Um, and I already like forgot the main character's name, <laughs> Alex. Um, Alex. Uh, yeah. It's um, Alex and Jess. Jess. Um, and Alex is a lesbian who is out to everyone in her life except Jess, like including her mom. Um, and she's sort of like on again, off again with this girl named Kate. Um, and she gets outed to Jess. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know like what did you think about that like I don't I I kind of feel like I didn't really buy the chemistry between them I I definitely didn't yeah um because I don't think I had enough understanding as to why they were still friends even um yeah because Alex like works for this like media company or whatever and she does like she's like pitching tv shows um, and she does like photo shoots and stuff. And then Jess is like a starlet. Yeah. And she's like a model. Yeah. She's in movies and like on billboards and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. And it's they're very like, different from each other. Yeah. So they're very different. They're kind of like in the same sphere in terms of like, Oh my god! I just came up with a great metaphor. Okay, so okay. <laughs> wait, I'm gonna right. be ter- I'm gonna say it terribly. So basically, Jess is always like the star, right? She's always in front of the camera. She's like calling the shots, right? And Alex is always behind the camera, mm-hmm. and she's like 
because it's also like her job but they don't like work together Um, but anyway they do separate projects yeah they do separate things but it's like Alex is get, gets like dragged along with everything Jess wants to do. Like it's Jess's show. Yeah. And Alex is supposed to kind of like make it, you know, work. Yeah. Um and like to me I just I I didn't get why they were friends. Um I don't think there was enough like built up as to mm-hmm. you know, maybe because we didn't see them as they were younger, like how they became friends or any of that and they didn't talk about it either like there was no kind of foundation and that can happen where it's like sometimes you're just friends with someone and you just stay friends because you've been friends even if you kind of like grow apart a lot but then that doesn't make me like by the fact that suddenly you're in love with each other because like it wasn't just Alex that was in love with Jess like Jess then reciprocated Mm -hmm. and I didn't quite understand why Jess was in, or sorry, why Alex was in love with Jess. Mm-hmm. And then I definitely didn't get how Jess was reciprocating feelings. Yeah. Because it was just, it was a stretch. I just didn't feel like, yeah, the chemistry wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It's like. And these are straight actresses who are playing, like from what I've read. Yeah. Straight. And like, I did read that the director, um, based it off of an experience that she had in her own life Mm -hmm. and so like that's totally valid obviously Mm -hmm. um and I would say like judging this movie by the standards of like me as a person who kind of lives in like an uber progressive queer bubble I'm like this is kind of boring and like I don't buy it but at the same (laughs) time like it has I think it has significance for what it is like from what I've read which is limited to be fair um the Philippines is like a pretty catholic country and um I don't know like I'm sure that just like here there's like pockets of really progressive places and pockets of like super conservative places Mm -hmm. um but I think like for 2016 in the Philippines like maybe it was kind of subversive I don't know kind of a big deal and I can see that yeah I think it was definitely definitely a big deal it's kind of like yeah where it's not I was reading an article as well this one's actually from a website called lalatai.com okay um and Samantha Lee the writer director said uh being gay is not seen as a positive thing yet um And then in regards to, I think she meant in regards to like being in the film industry and like having a job in media Mm -hmm. Um, because she goes on to say the management of different actresses didn't allow their talents to read the script for this movie Mm -hmm. um, because they were uh, uh, for fear it would affect their endorsements for future jobs. Well, that's basically what happens in the movie. It's like the same plot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's one of those things where, yeah, they're, uh, the Philippines is a very Catholic country. Aside from the Vatican, they're the only place that doesn't allow divorce. Oh, okay. Wow. And, but they like have annulments and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's still like, 
I think in some ways, as you were saying, like very progressive, there are pockets of probably like in Manila, right? Yeah, right. Which is where this movie takes place. Mm -hmm. It's probably quite progressive, but, you know, you still have those like Catholic ideals. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they probably like don't do much on Sundays and (laughs) uh, things are probably closed and you really only go to church. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think it's almost like a, what is it? Hate the, hate the sin, love the sinner kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe. Um, and I mean, one of the things that I liked about this movie is that aside from like the higher ups at the production company where like Alex was pitching her, her like queer TV shows who were kind of like, yeah, they're like, it's too edgy or whatever. Um, everyone in her circle like including older generations like her mom Mm -hmm. were like totally cool and also like also queer like her best friend who's like a stylist julo Mm -hmm. and then there was that other guy whose name i forgot uh Um, david david and julo was like openly gay and david was kind of like not really saying whether he was gay or not and then like those two got together and um so like she had queer friends and like they went to like a gay bar and it just seemed like it wasn't that big a deal and like everyone was kind of just out for the most part um and even like Alex and Jess when they were together like went out in public and like you know had PDA in public and stuff like that they definitely didn't have like there wasn't anyone that said anything mean to them or anything Mm -hmm. like that I feel like they were able to live their lives like pretty yeah easily for the most part but at the same time like um Jess's manager I'm assuming it was her manager who she called mother who was also oh, like yeah. I'm not you sure know like definitely was. coded queer like for sure um was like listen like I support you or whatever but like I think you're if you go public with this relationship like you're gonna lose all your endorsements basically mm-hmm. like what you were just saying <laughs> happened in real life and um so they were hiding in that sense but they still were out in public so I don't know yeah it was it just um not necessarily the culture of it was unbelievable or a stretch but I don't know it just seemed forced like everything about this movie seemed a little forced and like the actors were like acting to the script definitely instead of like the script kind of guiding them to like use their own emotions or something Mm -hmm. um so yeah I don't know it just it didn't quite hit Mm -hmm. um in terms of like chemistry wise but I did actually really enjoy this movie yeah I liked it all right because (laughs) yeah I thought it was fun exactly it and I loved that it was like a mix of Tagalog and English and it was just like super interchangeable Mm -hmm. and that's something I don't think would be necessarily like scripted for the actor to say some words in Tagalog and some in English or whatever it may be but it was like I called it Taglish or something. Taglish, yeah. I don't like Spanglish or just like when yeah. English gets mashed with other languages because of colonialism and imperialism. <laughs> colonialism. Um, yeah, but I thought that was really interesting. Um, it gave me a sense of 
culture in Manila, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was really fun. Yeah. It did make me think about, um, and maybe it's just like the accumulation of everything we've watched and everything I've watched uh, that has lesbians in it or like lesbian characters is there's so much focus on like the high femme, like mm. traditionally attractive, like just like, I don't know, like girly girls who are like really beautiful and they have like long flowy hair and stuff like that. Like who conform to traditional beauty standards basically. Um, and even like, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't necessarily say it's like white beauty standards or Western beauty standards, but I think it is a little bit. And I think it could be. Yeah. But definitely like high femme type yeah, for sure. Characters. Um, I'm just kind of like, ugh. I, I'm like bored. <laughs> just like again. And then it sort of just feels like, like there was a scene where there's like a montage where they were first sort of like in the beginnings of their romantic relationship and they were dancing together and they were like going out like on walks they were just laughing together and like it was just so so cheesy and I was and I was just like and then the shots were all of like I don't know their bodies and just like it to me even though this was written and directed by a lesbian woman like it felt very male gazy to me yeah I can I can definitely understand that I like I wrote montage of cute shit yeah. I'm pretty sure like once I found out it was a montage I was like okay they're just I'm just gonna like do something yeah. I think I like scrolled on scroll on my like, phone <laughs> because I was like okay I get it yeah um, and like I wasn't emotionally invested in them um, totally me either <laughs> so it's just kind of like eh but yes I definitely I definitely see that um yeah it seemed it did see seem like very focused on yeah the femme body right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and not the necessarily body yes um and it's funny because like alex is supposed to be a tomboy and i think she she does like fit that um but that's kind of as close as we get to like a a, a butch kind of stereotype or, or yeah. a butch character these days um i think there is a big push for um yeah I mean there has been for a long time yeah um femme femme presenting lesbians and I think I think it's changing but it's still the majority I mean you know like nothing against femme lesbians like no I'm obviously I love (laughs) lesbians yeah yeah (laughs) but like I just I don't know I just feel like they're so overrepresented and well it's like it doesn't have to be like femme or butch it could just be like something that's not like so <laughs> traditionally like but know. also like they wouldn't do the same shots if that was like a total like stud they wouldn't do that that's those same true. shots yeah. so it's kind of like what about it? it it's something about their like identity and their representation that yeah I don't know if you had like yeah I don't know if you just had like two studs or whatever yeah they wouldn't you wouldn't have a montage of that shit probably not <laughs> there was so I felt like there was so much focus on their hair too like how perfect their hair was 
their hair is gorgeous yeah. <laughs> I, I mean it is, but it's also like a specific kind of hair where it's just mm-hmm. like model hair or whatever it is like pantene hair <laughs> oh my god yes this whole movie could be an ad mm-hmm. for like hair care it was very good yes <laughs> um, uh, yeah what did you think about um I do want to talk more about the about Jess and Alex but what do you think about Julo um he was like mean I did not like him he was so mean. <laughs> Everything he said was mean. I was just like, I think maybe it was supposed to be like funny, but not funny. It was not funny <laughs> to me. And like, I don't think it was funny. Yeah, and I think for like, she or uh, Alex is supposed to have been. I does she work with Julo? Yeah, I okay. think she works with Julo. Like Julo's a stylist. Mm-hmm. And Alex, I don't know. She just like operates cameras or whatever, I think. Yeah, and like, develops, I don't know. She has, I think she has multiple jobs actually. Mm-hmm. She's probably like a project manager too or yeah. something like that. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. But he's like a total dick to Jeff. Yeah, he really when is. He, um, sees like her. a straight up sure bully. Yeah, he's definitely bullying. He yeah. like looks at her Insta and he's like, I would never follow you. You're so basic. And he literally calls her Instagram. He's like, your Instagram's so ugly. And then he's like, what are you wearing right now? You're wearing a sparkly dress. That's so ugly. And it's just like, dude, chill out. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I would be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like no one talks to me like that. And Jess is just kind of like sitting there like, mm-hmm, oh, yeah. okay. And then eventually she leaves because like, she yeah. doesn't want to be around that. I totally understand. Yeah. Um, but Julo does this like throughout the whole movie. And at the end, apparently they're like friends or something. I know. Like, at the end, he like invites her to his birthday party and he's like, hey, you look so great. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And turn around? I read the like, uh captions and mm-hmm. apparently she says like well yeah you styled me or whatever yeah. and it's just kind of like no yeah so I think there was also that like stereotype of like the gay guy best friend who's like a total bitch yeah um yeah and catty right mm-hmm. for no reason it's like mm-hmm. is that is that a value add <laughs> to this movie <laughs> Bring some I would say no. <laughs> bring some corporate talk into here. Like oh there seems God. to be a disconnect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, there's no use for this character. I'm done with him. <laughs> yeah. Same. It was, yeah, it was just like gay best friend, but like but like the meanest gross. gay best friend I've ever seen. Like there is that stereotype of the judgmental gay best friend who like judges everybody's clothes and stuff like that. But like he was straight up mean about it. And I feel like that was on the other side of a line. Like not that I ever like that kind of thing, but just like, I don't know. I had a friend in high school. <laughs> We're just going back talking about our old <laughs> um, Who's gay. And I haven't talked to him in so many years. Oh man, I wonder what he's up to. But he he was like that, where he was like so just like every stereotype. Um, and he had a lot to say about it's honestly shocking that we were friends because I have zero style. <laughs> like zero style. He never said anything to my face about 
what I was wearing, but like he had a lot to say. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's like that stereotype where it's like, you know, the second you turn, turn your back, they might talk about you, but this Julo is like, you are ugly. He'll just say it to like their face. Like you are ugly. What you're wearing is ugly. Yeah. And they also, he's talking to like (laughs) this person who is like the biggest star in Manila or whatever, or in the whole Philippines. Like, Like, the audacity <laughs> I know apparently it worked because he got a job from it I don't even know I don't know man um <laughs> yeah and then his relationship with David also something that I was like I don't buy it yeah like, it was I don't, confusing I don't, and unnecessary and boring <laughs> I don't feel it it was just a yeah. weird subplot that did not yeah. need to be there I think it was just a time filler mm-hmm. um to give this movie some more meat but I guess yeah it was unnecessary I was not into it literal meat literal <laughs> flesh meat. <laughs> oh my god um but yeah uh to go back to Jess and Alex you were saying that um Alex gets outed and she gets by outed, Kate, actually yeah by her ex in such a weird way yeah because like basically I think like Kate and Alex show up to that bar and she introduces Kate and Jess and she says like this is my friend Kate or whatever yeah yeah. um and Kate is like really pissed by that she's like I've been hiding for so long because you Mm -hmm. won't come out Um, Kate thinks that Alex won't come out to her mom mm -hmm. um but Alex is out to her mom and her mom Mm -hmm. is like totally cool or whatever but it's that she's not out to Jess and then Kate thinks that that's really weird. Um, yeah. Which I would say red flag too. I'd be like, why aren't you out to your yeah. best friend? Although I do kind of think that that's a valid, um, a valid fear that Alex expresses where she's like, that's the person that I would be the most afraid to lose. Mm. Um, and like, I don't know. I, I can agree with with that and her fear. I just mm-hmm. I don't know if I would ever be friends with someone that like I couldn't fully be myself around. Yeah, I guess. Um, so like I personally can't s- understand it, but it is a real fear. For yeah. Sure. And um, yeah, I think it's a valid fear, but it's also kind of like different because like her personal safety is not at risk. Like, I think it's, yeah, like, it's really real to be in situations where if you come out, your personal safety is at risk, or you might, like, really lose people who are important to you, and I guess that is what she's worried about, but I don't know. It's kind of like, you're out to everyone except this one person who, like, let's be real, is not going to, like, disown you. Yeah. You know? (laughs) (laughs) And basically, like, Kate just keeps calling. Mm-hmm. And while um, Alex is driving and Jess picks up the phone and and Kate, Kate just starts talking. Yeah, it just like goes off on a rant, not knowing that it's actually Jess on the other line and mm-hmm. um, yeah, says some mean things about Jess. And then yeah, Jess puts the pieces together and all that yeah stuff. Yeah, I didn't And then I didn't she's quite... just mad that that Alex didn't tell her. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Which that whole scene kind of bothered me too. Like, I think it maybe was also supposed to be funny where she was like, focus, this isn't about you where Jess said that. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I think this was supposed to be funny, but it didn't land. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I like, I knew it was supposed to be funny mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, ir- irony, right? Yeah. Like, clearly she's making this about her when it's supposed to be Alex's big moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah I I don't know yeah it, it didn't quite land yeah and it also bothers me when people get so angry like Jess was angry that Alex hadn't told her mm-hmm. and I mean not to say that it's wrong or that that never happens or that's wrong to put it in the movie but just like I don't like it I don't like when people get mad because it's like there's reasons and you know now and so like maybe listen to this person instead of making it about yourself yeah yeah absolutely I think and probably for Jess this wasn't necessarily said and maybe it would have been like better if it were if she was like I'm mad because I don't know what I did to make Mm -hmm. you like want to hide this from me or something like that but that nuance wasn't there yeah (laughs) it was just kind of like emotions like as bouncy balls in a tiny room mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's a really good really good metaphor yeah it's just I don't I don't know um I guess they have that moment and then like they don't really talk to each other for a little while and then the next time they see each other they're basically like holding hands again I don't know yeah I or not again they're holding hands <laughs> they're holding hands uh I don't know. And then they smooch. And then the montage happened. And I was just like, I don't. don't They kiss in like an abandoned building or something. I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, I got a little bored. I was like on my, (laughs) I was on my bike trainer, which is how I get through a lot of movies. Nice. And um, I just was like waiting for it to progress. (laughs) I'm not really paying close attention. (laughs) But then, like, at the end when, well, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the end yet? Well, yeah. Well, maybe. This is sort <laughs> of, this is sort of, maybe, I think, toward the, towards the end. But it's, like, they go to that um, gallery opening together oh, yeah. or something like that. A gallery, a show at a gallery or whatever. Yeah, um, like, Jess was the subject of photographs for some photographer who then is, like, opening a yeah. show that has the photos in it yeah and like again Jess kind of does what Alex did and she introduces Alex as a friend mm-hmm. um and then Alex says something uh this quote I actually liked uh she said I knew it was gonna be like this I didn't know it would feel like this yeah um, that one hit me too I was like yeah <laughs> yeah um totally different circumstances and different ways that that played out but super relatable (laughs) yeah absolutely because it's like you can rationalize all you want how like oh yeah it's it's no big deal she'll just you know we'll have to be friends and blah 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 but like all of a sudden you get this like ping in your chest every time it happens and it's like oh like you know you end up feeling gross or whatever Um, or just hurt just hurt hurt. yeah 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 a negative feeling happens Mm -hmm. and you're like I don't I don't like how that feels yeah um 
And within all this, um, I guess Jess's representation or whomever mother is, <laughs> yeah, um, who is like clearly gay coded. I think at one point he says like, look at me clearly, I don't care what yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but he warns um, Jess that like she will lose everything. And he also tells uh, Alex when she's there to leave, like get mm-hmm. out. She doesn't need uh, the distraction. Like Jess doesn't need the distraction and yeah. it's just going to cause her harm. Um, yeah. And they yeah. have this like weird breakup scene where it's like this kind of like push and pull mm-hmm. that I didn't, I didn't quite get. I didn't quite understand. It was like, they were both bargaining. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. That's and true. Like going through, like, I want it, but I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was like, I want it, but I don't want it. Yeah. Um, and ultimately Alex is like, give me 60 days or whatever. Like, don't talk to yeah. me for 60 days and then we can be friends after that, which is like, to yeah. me, I was like, how do you know that like on day 61, you're going to wake up and be like, okay, let's be friends now. Yeah. <laughs> which isn't is. actually how it played out in the end either. Yeah, exactly. But, but it is, it's a weird arbitrary number, but yeah. yeah, 60 days turns into, you know, 78. <laughs> and then it turns into a year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, um, oh yeah, it is a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause it's 78 Alex, days when she like gets the keys from Kate, which I don't know what that's about. Like she's renting an apartment from Kate or something. Yeah. I, I guess like cause Kate was moving to Australia. Oh, that's right. Something. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 It's this then, moving, so she took over her apartment. I guess she's, yeah. Like subleasing it or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she moves out of her mom's house and mm-hmm. I guess just, you know, gets her own place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not until a year later where at Julo's birthday, he invites Jess and he kind of tries to, I assume it's there to like set up both of them. And yeah, Alex is just a bit mad and the movie ends with them just standing there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like, <laughs> Jess looks like really looking sad. At yeah, yeah, like they're they're facing the same direction, just standing next to each other and sort of talking, not saying much. And um, and Jess is the one that looks really sad. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah, Alex just looks kind of annoyed. Yeah, or like I think Alex has maybe like worked through a lot of her grief because in the immediate aftermath of their breakup like Alex is the one well you don't really see Jess so you don't know what she's going through but like Alex is just like devastated Mm -hmm. she's just like in bed every single day she's crying and like (laughs) it's so funny because it's like it's just like such a um such a cliche to like after a bad (laughs) breakup to just be like crying in bed every day but like that shit's real (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. It's so I've, real. Definitely been, I've definitely been like that where it's like, oh my God, me too. I cry nonstop until I have to go to work. And then, like, yeah, absolutely. And I've even that, like, there. I would cry like randomly. Yeah. Like on the sidewalk, I would cry like if I was talking to my family on the phone, I would cry like in a coffee shop at the grocery store, like every fucking where I would just like start crying. <laughs> it's so sad (laughs) Uh, it's true and then I would go home and cry more 
and I would like just yeah I don't know but it's it's silly but it's also so so real (laughs) yeah I was like oh you poor thing and her mom yeah her mom tries to like comfort her and stuff and it is very sweet um, I actually, one of the, one of my other favorite um, quotes from this movie is in the beginning mm-hmm. um, from Alex's mom, where she's like, what am I supposed to tell your friends that you're a lesbian? You're not dating anyone. Get your life together. <laughs> and I'm like, that is so savage. <laughs> Very savage. It's like, it's like sav- savagely supportive. <laughs> sort of, except no, that it's like, not. But do not need to be dating somebody. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I just thought it was very, very funny. Yeah. Um, Because I guess it kind of shows what is more valuable in their family culture or whatever is more like having a family, settling down, probably having kids, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, Not my mom. How it happens. My mom, like, I'm going to about to drag her on this podcast, but she, drag her. she I'm not going to drag her. No, okay. I'm just gonna, she does the same thing that a lot of moms do where it's like, she actually is very good about not pressuring me to have kids. I've been very clear with her that I do not want them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and like, she's, she at least most of the time acts fine with it. But <laughs> my, um, this past winter when I was home for Christmas, um, my brother and his girlfriend have these friends who are queer women and like they have a kid and I was over there at their house and like they came over and I don't know we were just hanging out we like went skating on their pond and the kid was so cute and my mom was like you see like like you can have a kid even though you're gay and I was like I know that's not why (laughs) not why (laughs) You're like, what? The science is possible? What? Thanks, it's mom. Possible? Oh my God, I had no <laughs> idea. You're like, yes, I can think that children are cute. Yeah. Do not want them, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I only want other people's children in my life. <laughs> yes. I for like, sure don't want my own. <laughs> love and abundance of children is not yeah. in my house. Yeah. All the time. Living yeah. with me. Well, that's me. <laughs> that's just who I am. Yeah. It can be all kinds. Yeah, and that's absolutely. the kind I am. That is the kind you are. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I um after the movie ended, I didn't do um I didn't do research before the movie started. I usually wait until after because I don't don't want my trivia to necessarily impact how I'm watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I immediately thought maybe tomorrow was going to be like the time that, you know, maybe like Alex's thought of like, maybe tomorrow will be the day where we can be friends again. Mm. Did you think about the title at all and how it could? No, I didn't think about it at all. <laughs> I was I, like, I don't quite. Yeah, it was. I think it could apply to a lot of different things. And I really like that where it's like, maybe tomorrow we can be friends again. But it's kind of like. I think there's a lot of maybe longing and and like this sense of like waiting for something Mm -hmm. in this movie that happens on a lot of levels like even at even like work-wise oh yeah um for them and just like they're so young like they're in their early 20s and so I think that's maybe just like a a pervasive feeling where it's like maybe tomorrow 
like yeah maybe yeah it's it's hopeful right yeah hopeful because like there's so much ahead of them and there's so much they want and don't want and it's like everything's confusing yeah that, that's uh-huh. a really good point I like that yeah, yeah. but I like what you said too about like oh maybe tomorrow we can be friends yeah yeah but at its core it's you know that essence of hope and um longing mm-hmm. yeah I, I like that yeah. um and when I looked up um you know some information on the film um Samantha Lee was saying um it's a hope and a prayer that maybe tomorrow things will be different Mm-hmm. or a hope or a prayer that maybe tomorrow things will be different and then I also read an article from Nylon um that I guess she like talked more about that and she specified like for the LGBTQ community mm, okay. um, and for like representation in the Philippine media basically mm-hmm. um because they're usually like the punchline or accessories mm-hmm. in um Filipino media mm-hmm. so um I thought that was interesting you know given that context this movie is absolutely a step up from that yeah um in some ways I think Julo is still a punchline slash accessory yeah I think that's so true. um yeah I think this this movie is I think a key player in Philippine LGBTQ media Mm-hmm. but yeah probably not it's not it's not the most nuanced thing I've seen <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's a really good way of putting it not the most nuanced thing I've seen <laughs> that's our new tagline <laughs> I mean honestly could apply to most of the things we've watched exactly not the most nuanced thing <laughs> yeah so real oh my god um, I also found another fun fact. So um, as you were saying, it's a semi-autobiographical account of when Samantha Lee dated a celebrity. Um, And she came up with this idea because she actually moved to Australia to go to school um, to get her master's um, in film, Mm -hmm. I believe, but I'm not sure if anything specific, more specific than that. And when she was exposed to a more liberal environment, she was like, why can't I have this back in the Philippines? And that inspired the film. Cool. Because like the bar is inspired by a bar in Australia, I think okay. in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Not 100% certain on that. Um, so yeah, maybe there's not like a big queer scene in Manila and yeah. this kind of like, it would be like if the two worlds collided what it would or could be like mm-hmm. um so i think that that was interesting cool yeah good to know i bet there is a queer scene in manila i can't imagine there is i'm sure there is yeah i feel like there's a queer scene anywhere as long if you look it's, hard true. Enough. it's so true <laughs> we we will find a way to yeah. congregate yeah we always have Mm-hmm. <laughs> always have always will yeah heck yeah yeah um well, that note. yeah i probably wouldn't recommend this movie to anyone but i would say well I, that's a lie i guess to Filipinos. i would say like just don't have like high expectations for like something nuanced 
or like true super progressive or whatever but I think it's yeah, still yeah. like worth watching and I think one, it's one like, time I will not watch it again <laughs> yeah I, I definitely won't watch it again but I'm also like it makes me hopeful for more LGBTQ media coming out yeah. of the Philippines Same. because this like was aesthetically pleasing it was. um true. I feel like the writing was meh but yeah. I liked how I got a sense of like culture mm-hmm. um Same. things like that so I thought it was it was good also yeah. word to the wise um if you do put captions on I don't think the translating is like one for one there I don't think so either I feel like that's usually the case for subtitles where it's like not exactly yeah like a character would even like some of the easier ones that I was able to pick out because it's in English like a character would swear they would say like shit yeah and then then it would say crap crap so things like that yeah that amused me a lot so like if they're doing that in English what could they possibly be doing in Tagalog that I don't know about so (laughs) um yeah so if yeah, we're from the Philippines and have seen this and have more insight mm-hmm. and like correct anything I've said for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah please write in at um, galpalswatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at galpalswatch and Instagram, same location, galpalswatch. And also, I don't think we said it, but this is available to rent on Apple TV. That's where I yes. got it. Yes, I did not watch it on Apple TV. I watched it on um, Jeff Bezos' video. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I think uh, he's so funny. <laughs> I am not funny. You are funny. But you know what I, what I am? I do know. But tell me. Yay! <laughs>